This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello and welcome to today's BT Techno podcast. My name is Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team, a team of experts that are available to answer any technical advice strategy related queries you may have. Now, today's podcast will be a little different to our usual podcasts. In fact, it's not just me here today. Joining me is Sarah Conti, one of our technical services team members. And I've asked Sarah along today to talk about a pressing issue, not just for women, but for all Australians, the gender gap. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. Now, Sarah, recently the Retirement Income Review final report was released. What was the review tasked with and what were the findings? Brian, the Productivity Commission recommended an independent review into our retirement income system back in 2019. The review was tasked with establishing a fact base to help improve understanding of the system's operation and whether it delivers outcomes for Australians. Importantly, the review wasn't asked to make any recommendations for change to the system. Perhaps not surprisingly, though, the review panel found that the retirement income system is effective, it's sound, and its costs are broadly sustainable. But they also found evidence to suggest that there are areas where the system can be improved. Okay, so reflecting on the gender gap, why does this issue impact women's retirement savings more? Yeah, well, the differences in retirement savings between men and women reflect the accumulated economic disadvantages women face during their working life. On average, compared with men, women have lower wages. They're more likely to work part-time. They're more likely to take career breaks. And they experience worse financial impacts from divorce. The Retirement Review found these factors contribute to the gender gap in superannuation balances at retirement. Okay, so I guess this leads to an interesting question. Is the system failing women? Look, no, not exactly, Brian. In fact, it's the working life earnings gap between men and women rather than the system setting that is driving the gender gap in superannuation balances at retirement. Take data published by the ABS in 2017-18, which showed males aged 25 to 34 have an average of 41,700 in accumulated super savings, roughly 10,000 more than their female counterparts, with an average of just 31,600. Now, the gap widens considerably when they reach 55 to 64, with the average male balances at 332,700, compared to females at 245,100. The other thing to consider, Brian, is that women typically retire earlier and live longer than men, meaning their superannuation savings have to last longer. The review stated that most people enter retirement as a couple, although that trend is falling. Women are more likely than men to enter retirement single, and they're more likely to become single in retirement. Women who are coupled generally expect to retire earlier than coupled men. If we were to reflect on the ASFA retirement standards, to generate a modest income as a single person, you'll need a lump sum of about $70,000. To afford a comfortable retirement, a much larger balance of $545,000 is needed. With the average retirement balance of $245,100, it's clear to see why the panel focused on the financial stress some women face in retirement. Okay, so... With these challenges, do the, does the review findings call out any areas where change is needed? 
Yeah, look, the review did acknowledge that some parts of the system have a small effect on the gender gap in superannuation balances, and it talked to things like fixed fees, insurance premiums, the exclusion of SG, um, given the $450 a month threshold, as well as the paid parental leave. And, And while these increase the gap in balances, their net effect on retirement incomes is small. On the other side, though, the panel acknowledged things like the low-income superannuation tax offset for those on lower incomes and the Div 293 tax on contributions for very high-income earners marginally reduces the gender gap in superannuation balances and retirement incomes. But it is important to call out that while the gap between men and women's superannuation balances and coverage is expected to narrow substantially, the panel stated it won't close. They talked to a couple of reasons for this. The system's maturing. You've got higher voluntary contributions made by women and the lag effects of previous increases in the female labour force participation on superannuation balances at retirement. However, gaps are likely to remain if women continue to have lower workforce participation and earnings than men. Okay, Sarah. So what would be three tips that you'd give to women or anyone really who wants to take steps to increase their retirement balance. Firstly, it's worth considering giving your super a spring clean. Check how your fund compares in terms of fees and performance and also whether you have more than one fund. If you do, consider why it is you have more than one fund. The more you have, the more fees you'll pay. And look, there may be very valid reasons for having multiple funds, but it's definitely worth considering the why. Check that your super is being paid into your fund and check how your funds are invested. Is it in line with your risk profile? Secondly, Brian, consider whether making extra contributions is something that may benefit you, whether it's personal, taxable, or whether your spouse would make a contribution on your behalf, or maybe the government co-contribution is something that could be looked at. And finally, Brian, you know, sometimes it's best not to go it alone. A financial advisor can help Um, help you understand how you can maximise your superannuation contributions and help you plan for the retirement that you want. Okay, so on that note, what role can financial advisors play in narrowing the gap? Well, interestingly, Brian, the report called out that on average, women have lower financial literacy than men. And in fact, 50% of men were able to answer five standard financial literacy questions correctly, compared to just 35% of women. So the role financial advisors can play is as an education partner, working with clients to understand what impact strategies can have on their retirement savings. Well, thanks, Sarah. Certainly a lot of information that was in the retirement income review. And with the federal budget now just about eight weeks away, um, it'll be interesting to see what response the government does bring out um, and announce at that point in time to perhaps address some of these issues that were brought out from that retirement income review. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. No worries. And remember, if you have any technical advice strategy questions, you can call our BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at And join us for our fortnightly BT Academy technical webinars where we dive in more depth into various technical and regulatory matters. Now, our next fortnightly BT Academy technical webinar will be on the 24th of March when Matt Manning, a technical consultant from the BT technical services team, will explore the big question of whether transition to retirement strategies are still worth it. To register for that session, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. And you can also view previous webinars and obtain CPD points. 
Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast is being developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.